for listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. we got a good Monday show for you. A little bit of an update from Bachelor in Paradise. I've got a reader email for you with a few questions in it. The Streaker is at it again. If you don't know who I'm talking about, stay tuned. Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott, they're done. Or are they? What the hell is going on with this hot mess of a couple? We'll dive into that. And then a pregnancy announcement this weekend that I need some explanation on. We'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Coming Out for Love, first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. It's on comingoutforlove.com. comes out every Friday with new episodes. This past Friday was episode number seven. There is nine episodes left. It's a 16-episode season. you got to purchase it to watch it. Go to comingoutforlove.com. Go to bundles in the upper right-hand corner. Choose whatever bundle you'd like. And then at checkout, type in promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order. All right, let's get started. A little bit of Bachelor in Paradise for you. Now, there are a few couples that I have heard about. A few, though, that I don't have full confirmation on, but one I do know is a couple down there is Avon and Kylie. Kylie Russell, she was on Zach's season. Wasn't she the one that got in that beef with Anastasia with the comment about I'm going to fight her or something like that where it's totally blown out of proportion? That was Kylie, right? Was Kylie and Anastasia going at it? Anyway. Kylie and Avon uh, are a couple. They have been since the show started, so they might be on track for an engagement. Look for that. There are a couple other ones that I have heard about, but I'm not as confident on reporting them as I am Avon and Kylie. So let's keep that in mind as we move forward. Filming should end this Thursday or Friday. So filming ends this week of Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm... Obviously hoping to get confirmation on the things that I have heard, rumors that I have heard. But as I told you last week when I reported that, um, you know, I was hearing things, you know, when we're talking about the final three for charity season. And I said, look, we have video evidence of Aaron and Xavier and Dotton in Fiji. That immediately turned into Reality Steve is reporting that Aaron Dalton and Xavier are Charity's final three. And I never said that. So the days of me telling you even that I'm hearing something, they're done. I don't do it. Even if, even if I preface it by saying I'm hearing this, it doesn't matter to people. People literally are that stupid to where they just run with stuff without it being confirmed. You know? You throw stuff out there. Look, I wasn't throwing anything out there. I said five times that day I did not know who Charity's final four, uh, final three were, and then yet it was still reported on the, you know, the underbelly of the internet. Reality Steve said this is Charity's final three, and it's just like, I, I, you know, you just throw your hands up at that point because my gosh, I couldn't have been any clearer that I wasn't clear who her final three were, so. I'm not even going to throw out the couples that I'm hearing because it's pointless. One, they might not even be true. I have to, I'm have i not confirmed on them. The only one I'm secure of is, is Avon and Kylie. I know that they uh, are a couple. 
Uh, I also think they might have been talking pre-show from everything that I've heard. So, But that does – I don't even care if these couples talk pre-show. Hell, if you go into Bachelor in Paradise and you haven't spoken to anybody pre-show, you're basically behind the eight ball. So who cares if they talk pre-show? But they uh, apparently have been a couple since day one, and I would expect they are headed towards a possible engagement. So we'll see. You only got a few days left of filming. I wanted to get to a reader email that had a few questions in it from over the weekend. It addresses some things going on in reality TV. It addresses some things going on Bachelor World. So let's dive into it. First question was, did you immediately invite Iris and her boyfriend to the next fan appreciation party? Uh, no, I didn't. It's so far away. Uh, but I think come around next year, maybe there will be uh, a room for them by all means, to to come to the fan appreciation party. Iris uh, is someone that I, I do keep in touch with. So, yeah, I mean, I you know what? I didn't really think about it until you asked that question. So, yeah, I don't see why I wouldn't at least extend the invite. You know, we'll see. I mean, also, we got to see they might not even be together next June. So you have to take that into consideration. Uh, the second thing they asked was, do you think in the next 10 to 15 years people will be as open as Iris about their kinks? On the one hand, I like hearing about strangers' kinks and think people would be happier and find more compatible relationships, but I don't think I would ever be comfortable if a family member, friend, coworker, accountant, doctor, or lawyer ever said, sorry I'm late, but my girlfriend was spanking me and we lost track of time to me. Well, I don't think that's something that needs to be revealed. Um, because Iris was public about her kinks doesn't mean that everybody's going to be public about their kinks. So I think that's you know what you're asking. In 10 to 15 years, no, I don't see it changing. I think people are still going to have their kinks as they've always had their kinks, but it doesn't mean you have to give that as an excuse or a reason if you show up or completely miss something. I think it's perfectly fine to just not reveal it. So, no, I don't think it's going to change uh, in that aspect. Question number three, if you were single on Temptation Island, which woman would you go for? Or if you were a single on Temptation Island this year. Which one of the singles would you go for? Maricela, for me, if if you were in one of the couples, which single would you pursue, Abby or Desiree? That's what the emailer said. Um, I'd say uh, Maricela or Caitlin. Those would be the two for me. As for this, if I was one of the couples, which single would I pursue? I don't know the singles' names well enough yet. The eight women who are on the show. I don't know their names well enough yet to remember off the top of my head what single I would go for. Question number four. During JoJo's Bachelorette season, did you like Jordan or Aaron Rodgers better? In light of Aaron's COVID behavior and other views, has your view on the better brother changed? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, th th you know this when, when I covered JoJo and Jordan's season, this was at a time where, again, I was at a time in coverage of the show that I'm not proud of. You know, I you know, had I heard things, yes. Um, there were things that were being told to me about Jordan pre-show. But really, it's no different than anything I've heard about contestants in the last two or three seasons. Like, you know, yeah, he dated around. Remember, it was one of his exes that actually took to social media to call him out on Instagram while the show was airing, saying that he cheated on her, which is like, okay, I'm guessing a lot of guys who have been on The Bachelorette at some point in their life cheated on an ex. 
So my thing was harping on it and constantly bringing it up. And right now, I've heard the same things about guys this season on charity season, and it's just like, okay, they cheated in their past. What do you want me to do? You know, but back then, yeah, I kept bringing it up and bringing it out. And, you know, this is something, like I said, I, I wasn't too – I wasn't proud of it, and that's why I've changed the way I've covered it. And, you know, hopefully sometime soon, you know, we get to address that man-to-man. Stay tuned. And the last question on this email, did you watch the early look at prank panel recommended by Kristen Baldwin? I thought the pitch part and the fake stage manager were much funnier than the pranks. No, I didn't see it. I didn't realize they had shown some sort of preview. So I missed on that. Sorry. I don't know if I'll watch prank panel because I don't even know when it's on. So it's got to be one of those shows that if I remember as I'm sitting at my TV to just hit record series on my DVR and then it's just in there and I can go back and watch it whenever, but it's not a show that I like, I don't even know when it starts. I don't even know what night it's on. So yeah. Now, speaking of Jordan and JoJo, they fell victim to the streaker over the weekend. It was either Friday night or Saturday. I think it was Friday night. They did an Instagram live. And they are now, as far as I know, the count that I'm up to in Bachelor Nation is four. Because it happened to them this past Friday night. It's also happened to Kelly Flanagan. It also happened to Caitlin Bristow. And it also happened to Serena Pitt. Those are the ones I know for sure it happened to in Bachelor Nation. And I'm sure it's happened to others as well in Bachelor Nation. I'm just forgetting their names. And I know it's happened to other influencers out there. And that is, there is a loser out there that literally waits for people to go live. And... Whoever they are that's going live, I guess this, I, I'm assuming this is how it works because this is the only way he's been able to get all these people doing the same thing. What he does is he creates a fake account of whoever went live, someone that's really a close friend of theirs. The way he did it with Kelly Flanagan was he created a fake profile saying he was Kelsey Weir. So when you're doing a live and you see that someone video requests, you're not usually carrying on a conversation with them beforehand. You're just pulling them up and saying, accept their video request. Well, this guy is able to create a fake account from the time these people go live. And then what he does is, is he's butt naked and he goes on camera. And before you have time to, you know, kick him off, he literally swings his dick around or puts his balls on the screen. And it happened to Jordan and Jojo on Friday night. But like I said, it's happened to Kelly Flanagan. I was watching Kelly Flanagan's when it happened and people in the people in the chat were saying, Hey, Kelly, Kelsey's on here. Why don't you let her in? And then she pulled, you know, she pulled. So it's not like they're just pulling up random people. Kind of like what I did. Remember when Ashley and Spy, Ashley Spivey and I used to do lives or even sometimes when I did a live and would just answer questions. Shit. I can't believe this guy didn't get me because I wasn't screening these people. I was literally, he wasn't, you know, he imitates best friends of the people that are on, that are doing the live. For Jordan and JoJo, he pretended he was uh, Dr. Jada, who's the doctor on the uh, Big D television show that they're hosting right now. So, of course, they're going to think, oh, Dr. Jada's on here? Let's bring her up. And this guy, so the only way he could do it is if 
what does he do? Just sit around all day naked and wait for people to go live and then uh, and see like, okay, Jojo and Jordan, who is somebody that I know that they would bring up if they were in the chat? Oh, I'll do Dr. Jada. And it's like, how much time do you have to have on your hands? How big of a loser are you to do this? But yet this guy's gotten so many people in Bachelor Nation. Like I said, that's four that I know of. I know, obviously, he got Jordan and Jojo on Friday night, got Kelly Flanagan, Got Caitlin Bristow a while. Caitlin was scarred from it. She was brought to tears by it. And I know he got Serena P, Serena Pitt, um, back a year or two ago. And then I've also heard, I, I know for a fact, he's gotten influencers, including uh, a friend of mine, Kelly Raybon. So I, I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I mean, when I say I don't get it, I understand what he's doing. I just don't understand and he never shows his face. I don't think we've ever really seen this guy's face. And look, you know, it's like some people laugh. Caitlin was scarred by it. JoJo and Jordan laughed it off. Kelly Flanagan laughed it off. But if this happened to you in real life and someone came up to you in a park or you're walking down the street and just flashed you naked, um, that's indecent exposure. Like you would literally get arrested for that. And this jagoff is doing it to numerous people online when they're trying to do something, you know, some sort of fun live where they're answering questions or they're talking to friends or whatever the case may be. And this jerk off is just doing his own thing. And it's like, like I said, first off, you're a giant loser if you're doing this because he's doing it as many times as he has, you know, it's literally like his goal, I guess, to it's almost like the guys getting into uh, back in the day, the Howard Stern show and, Baba Booey used to be the big phrase for Howard Stern, right? And then anytime someone would have a call-in show and someone would get a Baba Booey in, that was like a, a big deal. It's like, okay, that's just a prank phone call, though. This is like the visual of a guy swinging his dick around and putting his balls right on the screen. A naked man. Like, this needs to be stopped. This guy, should. I, I just don't know how he does. I don't know how Instagram's going to catch him since he creates a fake profile every time he does it. And it's a fake profile of somebody which is where you'd be like, well, why would Jordan, Jordan and JoJo bring him on the screen? Or why would Kelly bring him on the screen? Because he's pretending to be one of their friends and they don't have the time to look, oh, is that really Kelsey's profile? Oh, is that really Dr. Jada's profile? It's just like, oh, we see Dr. Jada, you know, and that's how he got in. So, yeah, he got another one. And it's unfortunate. It's stupid. This guy's a loser. And, again, like I said, when I remember when I was doing these? I was doing Instagram lives and I was just literally just bringing people on that weren't even my friends. They were just random where I'm telling you guys to come on and be like, hey, if you have a video question for me, just come in and ask. You know, surprised this guy hadn't gotten me, but I, I, that would pretty much, now that I know that he's still doing this, that pretty much will put an end to, I mean, I haven't done one of those in a while, but I'm telling you right now, that pretty much will put an end to any time I'm doing an Instagram live and taking questions from strangers. I'm just not going to give this guy the satisfaction to ever get a chance to do that to me. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Sucks for them, uh, but that happened to them. But he got another one. So this is so bizarre over the weekend. Uh, on Saturday, Dean McDermott, the husband of Tori Spelling, puts out an Instagram post. I believe it was on his feed. Yeah, it was on his feed. It wasn't even an Instagram story. It said, it's with great sadness and a very, very heavy heart 
that after 18 years together and five amazing children that Tori Spelling and I have decided to go our separate ways and start a new journey of our own. We will continue to work together as loving parents and guide and love our children through this difficult time. We ask that you all respect our privacy as we take this time to surround our family with love and work our way through this. End quote. Okay. Now, I don't think anybody was shocked by that because we've literally been hearing about Dean and Tori having marital issues for what seems like 10 years. So I don't think anyone was really surprised that it came to that, that he posted that. And, oh, wow, Tori and Dean, you know, as sad as it is with five kids or whatever, like I said, we've been hearing about their marriage and lack of intimacy and all this stuff that we've heard for years. Like, I feel like for 10 years now. But then. And all the all the major uh, entertainment outlets ran with it. Tori and Dean announced they're not, you know, getting uh, getting a divorce. Dean McDermott posted this on his Instagram. And then a few hours later, Dean deleted it. And then sources are telling Us Weekly, Tori and Dean are not getting a divorce. They've been better than ever. They've had their ups and downs like any couple, but they have continued working on the marriage through the couple's counseling. They love each other and are not going to split. Friends and it says friends suspect that Dean posted that because he and Tori may have gotten to a big blowout fight last night. He obviously regretted it, so he deleted the post. Okay. Yes, we understand maybe their marriage has been on the rocks for years, and maybe they did get into a fight. But that was a full blown statement. That wasn't like I mean <laughs> you you would write that after a fight with your wife, even if it's just like, oh, I'm just tired of this, we're fighting too much. That statement is almost like a we sat down together as a couple and decided to craft a divorce statement online. That wasn't a heat of the moment statement, but yet he deleted it and neither of them have addressed it since Saturday. So I don't know what the hell is going on with these two, but that was very, very bizarre. You just don't see that. You don't see like, hey, we've been they literally he literally says we decided to go our separate ways. So that's like, we've decided to go our separate ways. That means that this going by the words, both of you sat down and decided, you know what? This isn't working. Let's start the divorce proceedings. And then hours later, he deletes it. Neither of them have addressed it since. And nobody knows what really is going on. But assuming if you delete it, (laughs) it means you're not going through a divorce. You're not separating. I don't know. It just seems like a, not a rash decision to make right after a fight, you know? And then the final silly story of the weekend, this isn't even news, but it is news because of the people that are involved. But Courtney Kardashian was at a blink one eighty two concert over the weekend. And she held up a sign that said, Travis, I'm pregnant. Travis being Travis Barker, her husband, who's the drummer, of Blink-182, and so (laughs) Travis Barker's ex, Shayna Mokler, was contacted once this story became viral, and everybody saw that on Friday night, or whatever it was, it was either Friday night or Saturday night, that Courtney held up the Sign, and now everybody knows that Courtney and Travis are having a baby. Well, someone went to Shana Mokler, his ex, and was just like, what are your thoughts? You're his ex. 
And she said, I've known of this for weeks. This is not news to me. Okay. So is this, is this Shayna Mokler just trying to play Debbie Downer here? Like, who cares? Like, I've known about this for weeks. And I guess, you know, when we're dealing with the Kardashians, I'm guessing a lot of stuff needs to be caught on camera. And, you know, Travis, I guess, acted on stage like he was hearing this for the first time. So are these two just acting because this is going to this pregnancy announcement is going to be part of the next season of the Kardashians? Are they going to dedicate an episode to it? Because if Shayna's like, yeah, I knew this two weeks ago or a few weeks ago. Which one is it? And ultimately, does any of this matter? The answer to that is probably no. Who cares? Who cares if it was staged? Who cares if Shayna knew two weeks ago? What I'm saying is that's why this is the silly, stupid story of the weekend, because it's all over all of the entertainment sites. The fact that Kourtney Kardashian is now pregnant again and now we'll be having a what does she have? Three children with Scott Disick and this will be number four. Yeah, she's got uh, Kardashian and Barker are parents to six children between them. She's got Rain, Aston and Mason Dash and Penelope Scotland with Scott Disick. And Barker has three children with Shana Mokler, Landon, son Landon, daughter Alabama, and stepdaughter Atiana. Okay. So, you know, her sisters are congratulating her. They said it was supposed to be news to him. He acted surprised when he came off the stage and gave her a kiss and a hug. But then Shannon Mokler says, yeah, I knew about this weeks ago. So, again, who's right? Maybe both are right. <laughs> just, I, who cares? I just, I probably shouldn't even have told this story. It's so dumb. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Please also rate and review. That helps as well. And we are back in about an hour from now with the Sports Daily. A lot to cover in that. We're a week away, one week away from charity season of The Bachelorette. Oh, boy. I feel like I haven't written anything in three months. You know why? Because I haven't. And I have not written anything on the site outside of the the Serene and Brandon breakup story. I haven't written anything since March. But next week, we're back. Recaps on Tuesday, reader emails on Wednesday, and your, you know, your Thursday has your three podcasts with the weekly podcast, the daily roundup, and the Sports Daily. So start getting your reader emails in for next Wednesday so I can have those ready to go. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you!